This is Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national and international stories, focusing on journalism and communication issues, news, and politics. Now, the latest edition of Update One. Welcome to the National Press Club's Update One podcast. I'm Deborah Silameo, a longtime Press Club member, now serving on the Board of Governors, as well as the podcast team. And today, our topic is Pew's Annual State of the Media Report. Now, Pew has been doing its report since 2004. And as you all realize, during that time, there have been major shifts in how people get their news, in the economic forces driving the health of the journalism business, and of course, what happens in newsrooms. And of course, this is a subject that is near and dear to the hearts of our members at the National Press Club, the world's leading organization for journalists, and all of our communicator members as well. So we are really delighted to have as our guest today, Katarina Eva Matza. She is the Associate Director of Journalism Research at Pew, and she is going to talk with us about this year's report. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. So now your focus, you live for studying media and journalism, and you are familiar with all of the findings, and there are so many uh, in this report. So I just want to start out by asking you, what really stood out for you this year? Thank you. Uh, And it's great to be here uh, and have this conversation with you. As you mentioned, yes, it's been a while since I've been studying journalism. Uh, I've been doing this now for 11 years, so definitely a passion of mine to research the news and the BBA industry. In its current format, what we are doing is basically releasing all these uh, different fact sheets on the different uh, media sectors and looking at specifically um, at news and the news media industry specifically. A couple of things that stood out this year, which in in some sense could be also expected is, first of all, the the major role that TV played uh, in news. Uh, We saw uh, explosive audience growth in 2020. Uh, and that was uh, primarily in cable television, uh, where, you know, in all three cable news channels that we studied, CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC, we saw data from Comscore that we use actually and analyze. We saw increases across the different day parts that we study. For instance, uh, Fox's news average audience increased by 61% compared with 2019. Uh, and the same pattern was for CNN uh, and MSNBC. So definitely that's something that I know I've been talking to uh, a lot of journalists. It's something that it was expected. It was an election year. Of course, a lot of things are happening in the world, uh, included uh, the pandemic. So uh, that was to be expected. I would say the second thing that it was not maybe so much expected, but it was something new that we saw um, in the trends that we follow had to do with newspapers. So for the first time since we've been studying newspaper circulation and the business model of newspapers, the newspapers that we study made more money from circulation than advertising. And that is 
a big um, development, that it's something that shifted and we see that flip in a way that it seems that it was, you know, from the trends that we were following, that it's going to happen and it happened in 2020. Um, I wanted to ask you on the cable news um, findings. So Fox has nearly double the number of viewers as CNN and MSNBC. Um, and I know, as you said, it was a political year, but what do you take from that? It's difficult to make assessments, right? We are an organization that doesn't really uh, try to um, assign an explanation when the data is not um, showing something explicit. We are uh, very careful about that. Definitely, I would say what we are seeing from the data is that we see these ups and downs, right? Like definitely election years contribute to viewership. That is something that it has been established. A lot of other researchers uh, have shown it. There is an, um, almost an, an innate interest. We see that in surveys as well, where people are turning into news and they're following, especially uh, news about a specific event very closely when it's happening. And on the survey side, so I'm going to sidetrack a bit here. On the survey side, when we asked this year a lot about COVID-19 news, but also um, election news, we did see that steady, closely following the news from Americans uh, that we were asking about those issues. So in a way, that was to be expected. Definitely in 2020, we are seeing more of an explosive um, trend. Uh, so if you even see the graphic that we produce, so I welcome everyone to go and visit the report. Um, we are seeing that even comparatively to 2016, that growth is really uh, strong. Um, there, are many, there could be many explanations. I wouldn't want to make any suggestive um, arguments about it, but yeah, we, we, we are definitely seeing that difference in a way in 2020. Just something I saw that was related to that somewhat was the political ad revenue really shut up in 2020. And at first I thought, OK, well, that makes sense. It's an election year. But then looking back to 2016, which was also an election year, the ad revenue was more than double in just four years yes. time. So that seemed pretty remarkable. You're, you're absolutely right. In general, I would say we are seeing a lot of um, a, a lot of these types of trends uh, shifting, even from 2016. Uh, but you're right. Political advertising is one of them. And in general, advertising follows for TV specifically, uh, and the data that we put out is for local TV companies, which the bulk of uh, political advertising is actually directed to local TV companies uh, and local TV stations. Uh, but definitely the part of advertising in general, of course, political advertising included, is a cyclical pattern. So you see election years, we are seeing this uh, increases, non-election years with the dips uh, in terms of political advertising and advertising overall. You're absolutely right that what we saw, uh, and all this data is coming from SEC filings that we uh, gathered for the local TV companies, what we saw is really uh, a very strong increase in 2020. And as you mentioned, 
even comparatively to 2016, 2018, which was also uh, an election year. And even going all the way back to 2012, we are seeing um, uh, really, really uh, strong increases. I would say that trend was somewhat foreseen in the, in, even in 2018. Like in 2018, we already had seen uh, much stronger political advertising spending. Like it was already much higher, even though a mid-year um, election year, uh, it was even higher than previous presidential elections that we were tracking. So there was that trend already being um, um, it, going into that direction. And in a way, it was more established in 2020. I want to talk about that trend when it comes to social media, but I want to go back to something you brought up earlier, which was um, newsrooms now making more money from circulation than advertising. And for local papers, especially newsrooms were, I mean, the advertising was really the, the golden cow, if you will, that was helping to pay for the journalism and so forth. And we've also seen a lot of cutbacks in newspaper um, newsrooms. So can you address what effect this might have on the quality of journalism and the health of a free press in America? Yes, it, it is a very accurate observation that while we're seeing revenue growth in a lot of the different sectors, that doesn't necessarily translate into newsroom growth when it comes to um, journalists, reporters, um, uh, in terms of the newsroom employees, basically newsroom staff. Uh, and if I had to choose another key finding, let's say when you asked me your first question, that would be my third key finding, that the, the trend of newsroom losses has not uh, changed its course. Uh, we, we are continuing to see dramatic um, losses in newsroom employment. Uh, and, and the sector that suffers the most is newspapers. Uh, and when we're looking at newspapers throughout the U.S., not just the biggies, as we would say, but like, you know, a, a, the, the wealth of newspapers that they're operating in the United States, that is very apparent that there are significant losses. And just to, you know, give you a number in that, uh, about that, 57% of newsroom um, employees have been uh, lost in a decrease of 57% since 2008. So 2008 to 2020, that's, we're talking more than half of the newsroom, like the shrinkage that has happened is more than half. Um, and that is significant. I mean, as we're thinking about the people that deliver the news, uh, they're not there. Of course, we are seeing gains in the digital front on online news organizations where we're seeing gains, steady gains throughout these years. But these gains are not sufficient to compensate in a way the losses that we, have, we are seeing in the, news, in the newspaper uh, world. We don't um, look at quality or quantity of offerings in this fact sheet, in this report specifically. But we have seen uh, in other research that we've done, especially when we ask uh, Americans on their assessment of how they look at, you know, the, the, the news media today, their trust, and there are definitely uh, an impact there. And just to give an example, 
couple of years ago, we did a big study on local uh, journalism, uh, and we surveyed um, um, about it. And one of the things that we saw is that people really indicated that they have uh, difficulty feeling connected to their local uh, journalists, feeling that their local reporter is not embedded in the community. They don't necessarily understand uh, the, the their local uh, environment. So definitely as we are thinking about these connections, right, where about newsroom employment and what does that mean for, uh, for, for Americans, there is definitely a connection there. And we are seeing that in our survey work when we're asking about these issues. Related to that, there are two other areas that I thought were really intriguing and I want to make sure we talk a little bit about. Um, the, the explosion, I guess, if you want to call it that, in, in digital media. Um, and uh, it seems like the lion's share of revenue is still going to Facebook. But you mentioned that there is growth in newsrooms in digital media. Um, so can and, and more people seem to be getting their information from digital sources. So can you talk a little bit about what you how that um, portends for the future of the news business? Of course. Um, it's a great question. And it's social media, but also the digital landscape has been in the, in the core of our research for the past, I would say, at least five six years, even before that. I mean, when I started, we were always talking about uh, digital media. Um, it is, so there's so many elements. I mean, first of all, technology has shifted many aspects of the news media industry, not only how newsrooms operate, how reporters are doing their job, how uh, news uh, organizations are doing business. I mean, and their business model, even like how they're um, getting their um, advertising revenue, like digital advertising and all that. And we are showing that in uh, this fact sheet. At the same time, especially social media, but I mean, online news in general has really grown when it comes to how people get their news and how they engage with news and how they stumble upon news. So not only has changed the format and the platform where people are getting news, but that experience has shifted dramatically the past 10 years. And we've seen that with many research, not only ours. I mean, there's a lot of great academic work that has been done into, um, in regards to that. So you're absolutely right that that's one of the key trends that we are seeing uh, and one of the other elements that is very much connected to that is misinformation that we are also, of course, studying and we're trying to understand and see how it circulates and how people navigate uh, online news and how they are able to parse through information. What is their thinking and their beliefs and all that. So you're absolutely right. That's key and has changed dramatically. Again, if we are looking at the industry side, because we did mention employment, Yes, for instance, between 2008 and 2020, in, in, in comparatively to what I was just saying about newspapers, we saw a 144% increase in terms of newsroom employment in online uh, news organizations. But if we are thinking about what that 
uh, is in actual absolute numbers. We we saw from about 7,000 newsroom employees that jumping to about 18,000. So in a sense, the magnitude is, is very much different. And when we're thinking about losses and gains, that of course has uh, an impact. So before we run out of time, I'm going to ask you a lightning round question real quick, because um, many of us are big fans of public radio. And there were some really interesting findings about public radio becoming almost totally dependent on individual giving now with corporate funding drying up. Um, and that uh, related to that, currently NPR is making more money on podcasts than regular programs. Mm-hmm. So dismal, bright. In a couple words, the future of public radio. How do you see it, based on these trends? It lo- yes, it looks strong. Up on, you know, on all the data we are seeing up until now, until 2020, which is the most recent data we have, it looks strong both in listenership and um, and revenue. Uh, we are seeing growth, and as you mentioned, uh, same for. Uh, you know, NPR and for um, the, 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 their structure, like CBS NewsHour, for instance, that we study as well uh, in terms of TV, uh, it is a very different business model than most of the other news organizations. So that's an interesting um, outlook, and I would urge uh, more researchers to look into this uh, and kind of like trying to understand how the different business models Again, connecting to what I just said in the beginning of we're seeing for the first time circulation uh, changing in and and the revenue that uh, newspapers are gaining. So there is definitely a lot of things to learn uh, from my research perspective in terms of looking at public radio, public TV, and their um, structures and how they are doing business, but also the connection that they have with their uh, with the public and their uh, listeners uh, or viewers. Um, that is also something that we are seeing on, on the survey side with a lot of loyalty or dedication. There is definitely that kind of um, sentiment where people are really uh, following and uh, being loyal customers in a, in a way, or consumers, that's a better word, consumers of news um, of those different uh, sources. Well, I realize this is not a scientific observation, but um, in my brief experience working in public radio, I did find that very deep connection. The the listeners really felt connected and cared, it seemed to me, very much about the station and and, and what um, what was being broadcast. There is so much in this report. I think we could talk for another half an hour (laughs) And you've been terrific. I thank you so, so very much. I hope everybody will dive into the report. Um, And and as Katrina said, there are fact sheets that's really nicely chunked out. Um, If you're more interested in um, digital media or newspapers, you can just find what you're looking for very easily on the website. So please do check it out. Um, It's been great to get your insights. And I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone who listened. And thanks to our fearless leaders on the NPC broadcast podcast team, Mark Hamrick, Mike Henkman.
And for the entire Upgrade One podcast team and all of us at NPC, thank you for listening. Update One is a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee. You can comment on this podcast or any episode of Update One by sending an email to Update One Podcast. That's Update the Number One Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Update One.